So welcome to the Raising Vibrations podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to be looking at um, Uranus's transit through Taurus and just sharing our thoughts and perspectives on um, essentially what we, we see as the potential for this uh, long seven-year transit and how that's going to impact our lives. And um, it's a pretty big thing, I think, right? Yeah. There's been a lot of anticipation about what this means for us. Um, lots of speculation about how, yeah, you know, things are going to change for us yes. um, in the world. Uh, financial crisis and, you know, <laughs> the collapse of the stock market and all these different um, ways that astrologers have been, you know, predicting based on the price cycle of yeah. Uranus through Taurus that was um, during the Great Depression. Yeah. Um, and how that impacted the world. And here we are again now. And a lot of potential fear mani like manifesting itself through that, right? Yeah. And we're seeing it a lot already. You know, it's not, it's the end of the world that we're looking at. It's <laughs> like, you know, we need to save the earth. That's, that's just a typical... I mean, it's it's really really clear that um, the idea of of saving the Earth uh, when Uranus enters Taurus, as as now, oh, this is a big thing that we need to deal with. You can see that ar the archetypes are clearly coming through because it's it's survival, like the most primitive, um, or should I say, the most organic or um, baseline expression of the Taurus archetype is the the need for survival. Mm -hmm. in order for us to to essentially then you know or life to sustain itself right so with uranus coming into taurus um it would definitely through the nature of uranus which you know reflects a kind of memory field um, would bring us back to a point saying oh okay you know if the previous cycle looked like this then you know we definitely are are in for um experiences that might be uncomfortable but is that mm -hmm. really the truth though is the big question. Well, the discomfort comes with change. So we don't tend to just embrace changes and Uranus is the bringer of, of change. <laughs> and yes. when it brings change to our fundamental, you know, um, security, you know, uh, how we survive, yeah, then it's definitely gonna <laughs> shake things up a bit for us. I mean, the first day that Uranus entered Taurus um, last year before it retrograded back at, into Aries and then we got a pamphlet in the post that was this um, survival guide and it went out to every home in Sweden so yes. and it's this um, how to survive you know war crisis um you know all of these and what you need to have at home to be able to survive you know to just stock up on on mm -hmm. candles and water and all of these things and just reading that you know it just triggers those Oof. primal fears inside of you of like okay like do we need to start stocking up <laughs> on things you know should, should we be preparing for this like i loved what you said about that primal like primal fear that that naturally arises i mean it, yeah. it's because taurus is an earth sign um and it's connected to to capricorn <clears throat> you know there, there is definitely a uh, sorry, the the earth energy uh, representing something that is uh, crystallized. And so, you know, it would contain memory within itself. And, you know, primal fear of, of our extinction or our survival mm -hmm. is, is very much encoded in a Taurus uh, energy. 
so i mean i definitely felt that when the pamphlet came through it was gave you know very clear instructions that if we were going to go to war you would, this is what you were going to do it's like what yeah wow is this really happening yeah, we prefer not to focus on that we prefer not to like think of our mortality hmm. or you know we we would like these secure lives where we just know what's going to happen tomorrow and we have this like clear you know cycle that just doesn't change and life isn't like that most of the time we are in change all the time right. it's just that they can be small changes they're mm -hmm. subtle changes and we don't really notice these subtle changes in our lives in the same way as these big drastic changes which i'm sure everyone has been through some phases in their lives where there have been some really radical changes and when you're going through those phases, whether they're good changes or bad, your structure, your security is threatened and you kind of need to find a new like stability somewhere because we do need security. I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, even, even if we're, you know, even Uranian people who have strong <laughs> Uranus in their charts like myself, I have Uranus conjunct the moon, I still like need a sense of stability even though I, I like change right. so it's something that I crave or need yes. in my life but it's still something you know every it's fundamental it's a fundamental need mm. that we have is to have a certain sense of stability and security yeah it's hard to completely embrace insecurity <laughs> you know who likes that I mean um when when you take uh, um uh, medical astrology and um, Taurus it actually governs the neck and you can just sort of imagine that Taurus in itself without mm. the neck how does your head actually stabilize itself on the body it's a very clear and profound um, way to illustrate what you're actually talking about mm -hmm. um, which in and of itself and we might sort of well we'll definitely touch on this a bit later when we get deeper into the essence of um you know these these spiritual laws that are rooted in what Taurus tries to teach us mm -hmm. but think about the next process of digestion of food you know it's it's what we put into ourselves over here it's going into the body and there's there's a component to Taurus that speaks to what we take in mm -hmm. um so like i said well you know when, when we go deeper into that type of thread we'll explore that more Mm -hmm. in terms of what Uranus and Taurus represents to us as we evolve into this new phase of what we digest. Think mm -hmm. about the internet, think about the, the things, the information that we consume and how that reshapes our, our whole entire energetic field. Yeah. Um, well, looking at that, where how Uranus, uh, as it transited through Aries, there was this great explosion of like, <laughs> you know, social media and everybody was, you know, expanding their like identity yeah. all over the internet yeah you know their business identities and personal identities and it's just you know with instagram and facebook and everything yeah. it's just exploded and now that uranus is in taurus it's like a, a bringing back it's like cutting away you know the the things that we don't need and focusing in on the essentials so yeah. it's like going questioning what do I need in my life? What is important for me? What do I value? But the, the bottom line of these questions is always rooted in what we need for our survival. Right. So it's a survival. Um, our values are based on our 
primary needs. Yes, absolutely. And so we, we but this is changing because Uranus in Taurus is going to just like it's radically shifting. It's innovating and expanding mm -hmm. our values beyond what it's been before. So we can't really say exactly what's going to happen, but we can kind of, you know, we know it's not going to be the same. You know, yes. things are going to radically shift for us. And we do have an inclination of how these changes are going to take place for us. And this is what we're, we're going to dive into. Yeah more deeply today well we'll think about it though. so uranus goes through aries and what it does is it radically transforms the way that we see ourselves and specifically the internet gives us this opportunity to be able to reflect back to us the, the nature of how we're actually individuating this inner sense of self mm -hmm. and this is really the key to, in my opinion to how uranus and taurus can manifest on one level is that the process of rediscovering ourselves in a completely new way is now reaching a point where we're going to, as you said, internalize and start to understand what that inner relationship means to us and what certain values and ethics and um, needs are in alignment with this new self discovery that's come mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, you know, rippling into a reshuffling of maybe the way that we as human beings interact with each other and what we find as our tribe as it were mm -hmm. right yeah and we are it's it's a cut in a way of the things that are superficial mm. like because uranus in aries kind of created this very this expansion that was it expanded so much that it became more about superficial things towards the end i mean it's been about likes it's been about you know what it's been about numbers you know yeah. and and these these superficial interactions yes. and not just that obviously there are many like brilliant things that have come out of that it's just that the expansion has gotten to the point where it can't really keep going you can't keep on expanding so it needs to be pulled back, back. that energy and cut away and i don't know if you've noticed but there will be a slight shift in values like i don't want to put my time into that that's not important to me anymore mm -hmm. um you know this just this shift in feeling of like i don't need these things in my life or what you want to cut away in your life um i've noticed here this is very local but i've noticed that a lot of people are putting their houses up for sale now suddenly there's been this big like a lot of houses are for sale and they're not being bought and my instinctive you know understanding of that is that people are changing their values maybe not wanting to have the really expensive house mm. and the two cars and the two jobs and the thingy to actually sustain that life yeah and and downsizing yeah you know to be able to have the life that is in alignment with their values yeah i mean we went through i i've just had uranus is about to enter my third house so it's i've just had it as it went into aries it yeah. went into my second house. So I've just had seven years of Uranus in my second. Yes. And that's what where we created this, like valuing, mm. um, you know, not wanting to have like a bunch of loans and not wanting to feel tied up to things yes. that, you know, being a slave to the system, like wanting to remove yourself ourselves like or for me anyway to remove myself from this feeling of um externalizing yeah external attachment those right. attachments yeah yeah and and becoming more and more self-reliant 
as much as possible. And that is a typical, you know, um, Taurus kind of uh, expression. Well, it is, absolutely. Yeah. And for me, uh, yeah, anyway. It's it's true. Like, you know, when you when you spoke about um, the, the, the Aries energy, it like expands out like that. I mean, that is ultimately what Aries needs to do. It needs yeah. to, to explore. kind of explore like that. And then when Jeffrey Wolf Green, who, um, you know, was, was teaching evolutionary astrology and, um, mm. he, he always taught that, that when Aries kind of, you know, the transition from Aries to Taurus was one where the energy went like that and needs to come back to return. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a feminine principle. Yeah. Um, so it's natural for us to sort of look at what we've explored over the last seven years and say, okay this is not valuable to me because mm -hmm. it doesn't improve or empower my life or give me anything of sustainability or sustenance. Yeah. Sustenance. I right? was thinking that too. And mm -hmm. that's, and that's such a, a very clear way to begin seeing and navigating this energy at the moment that you will have these Uranus moments, quantum moments that will bring you to a state of, is this really what is sustaining me? Is this really mm -hmm. what I want to digest? essentially. Mm -hmm. And is it feeding me so that I feel abundant? I mean, that's mm -hmm. such a profound sort of thing to hold for the next seven years is, mm -hmm. am I being fed by what I'm digesting? And is that, that feeding that I'm having or what I'm digesting really nourishing myself, mm -hmm. you know? And you can see that with things like, if we look at the, the fast food industry, right? Food that's prepared very fast, etc. It has very little nutrients in it. These are the types of things that when you, when you sort of examine very deeply, you can see that the way that we as a collective have been has emphasized a very masculine kind of approach to fast ways of living. Mm -hmm. And I think that Uranus and Taurus, as it moved through Aries and it kind of reshaped the way that we sort of saw what we were doing in our choices and actions, it's kind of on some level bringing us back to question what is the ingredients that we wish to have for ourselves and yeah, what do we need right and it's a very slowing down process mm -hmm. um and then from that actually being uh, a level of sustainability another way of of sustaining your your life <laughs> for a longer period of time yeah exactly and i mean there's so many layers to what we see here because if you look at uranus i mean you look at uranus's transit through taurus you can actually break that down. If you go into human design or the I Ching or Jinkies, right? Mm -hmm. They all have something in common. They have this, um, the, the I Ching had, um, through human design has been correlated to the astrological will. Yeah. Right. And the gates in the I Ching that are correlated to Taurus are ones that we have spent some time looking into as well so that you can break, because a gate is like, Small um, a small section mm. and so the the gate that uranus is in now in taurus or the hexagram is number 27 yeah right so if you want to look at the I Ching hexagram 27 it's about nourishment mm -hmm. or if you want to look at gene the gene keys it's about um selflessness yes that's right but it's about, ultimately, it's this Taurus thing. It's about giving and receiving. Mm -hmm. And it's the nourishment we get from what we give or the nourishment we give and the nourishment we receive. Yeah. So it's about, you know, what we take in and what we put out into the world. And 
there's a lot of discernment needed when it comes to those um, things. So this is where we are shifting our values. And the bottom line of this is based in these um, spiritual um, values that we hold where we have felt disconnected from yes. life. So this, yes. if you look at your honest through Aries, there's been this disconnect. We've been like chasing things. Mm -hmm. We've been expanding. I mean, if we look back however far into the human history, there's just been this chasing, this like superficial um, expansion of chase, this masculine energy, this drive forwards. Yeah. And I don't mean superficial as in it wasn't worth it. It's part of the journey. It's an, an innate part of the journey yeah but we are getting to the point where we're needing to return and connect with something deeper mm -hmm. that will ultimately bring more nourishment to ourselves and then also it will be a way that we also nourish others right so it's that that kind of like that um, interchange yes. that we have and we think about it in the with the world now so we're wanting to like save the earth okay <laughs> and when you look at the idea of saving the earth it's it's not a crisis in it, it it's not like the crisis comes from the crisis in our values yes so again, yes. Uranus in Taurus, there's a crisis in our value system that has led to where we are today, mm -hmm. right? So the way the world looks is based, is the problem is inside ourselves. The problem isn't really out in the world <laughs> because it's the fundamental values that we are, that our choices are based in that is cre has created this crisis. Yeah. And those fundamental values are rooted in a disconnection from nature yes ultimately yes i mean it's the the just i think to sit with that um sharing you know listening to this and just kind of let it sink into how that's played out in your own life and certain choices that you've had to make in your life because of an overarching system doesn't have those values hmm. think about how that stimulates and supports the, the difficulty in trying to reconnect with your own sort of spiritual values. Um, it just, just an example, just like the, the, the world itself and trying to really live in alignment with what's correct for you and natural for you is not really something that's supported in a system in, in a world where that disconnect is, you know, mm -hmm. not there. So Uranus and Taurus can really point to how we are, trying to or attempting to what I, I feel is actually a natural impulse more than anything else like mm -hmm. we have to go and do something mm -hmm. it, it will naturally arise within us it's how we interact with it and respond to it that will really dictate the quality of our experience mm -hmm. um and the image that comes to mind is like a rising energy that comes up to you know like a, a, a seed that's in the ground and it's trying to come through the ground and then it's trying to break through you know that's how we anchor in the experience of a new energy it's coming through anyway but how we are actually able to digest it and assimilate it into our lives will reflect the quality of of that potential so mm -hmm. uranus is in taurus neptune's in pisces neptune's been there for quite a while um and in the natural zodiac which is um if we take the the, the astral 12 astrological signs and we you know 30 degrees apart 
you have a circle and in that circle the natural zodiac natural evolutionary flow mm -hmm. of energy aries to taurus etc um pisces and taurus when they connect together okay in the natural zodiac they suggest to us that there is an inherent spiritual uh impulse or connection that we as humans have or yeah have and part of this disconnection has mm -hmm. in a sense you can call it like an amnesia. So we're seeking for purpose and meaning in our lives in something outside of ourselves because of this forgotten self or this forgotten mm -hmm. impulse or this repressed impulse. And with Uranus and Taurus, it's pointing to, with the symbols at the moment, pointing to a rekindling or a remembrance of that. Mm -hmm. And here's the last thing that I wanted to say that I felt was super cool about what you were sharing was that the masculine energy in itself was a very crucial part of our evolution to get us mm. to this point. Absolutely. But now with that, like, um, uh, forgotten spiritual component, what we manifest and create tends to come from a place that doesn't feed back to us. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, like petroleum, for instance, doesn't give back to us. It's just taking from the earth. Whereas like solar energy, as an example, is still applying masculine energy, but embracing the nature of our existence on Earth, like using natural. Right, and it's understanding that we are connected to nature, Brilliant. and then working with it. Mm, mm. It's going like nature is abundant. Yes, and then we work with that. We innovate our ways to to work with nature, and it's it's just an expansion of. I mean, that's where we we can create radical shifts like a new revolution but it's just based on being able to like have you know based in these new values mm -hmm. that are that are rooted in connection yes and in and in connection to each other connection to nature and it's it's just going to those shifts that are happening within ourselves will radically change everything because science without values yeah based in the correct values mm -hmm. or like true in the truth of who we are is only going to create like a, another layer of disconnection yeah so we can try to save the earth for example and what we might do is things like well what you can see now is things like geoengineering yeah so, okay, we're going to save the earth. So let's, let's look at the ozone layer and it's thinning. So let's spray like heavy metals and toxins and whatever to, to create a layer of, of protection. Yes. Right. So the, the idea is brilliant. You know, it's like this, this scientific approach to something, but it's not, it's not understanding that we are connected to the earth, mm. that what we spray in the atmosphere, we breathe in. Yes we eat it you know it's it's actually and we're we're creating a layer we're disconnecting ourselves from the nourishment of the sun so there are many different things that we are you know not looking at. or you you look at sun cream for example the way we use sun cream mm -hmm. and there's been a lot of discussions about this so you know whether it causes cancer or not and and that's not what i'm looking at but if you look at animals do they force themselves to go out and sunbathe in the middle of the day you know grill themselves if you go to a zoo or you know any like animal you know yeah. 
thing during the day when the sun is out, the animals are all away in the shade. Yeah, that's They're right. They're all resting. They don't mm. want to be out in the sun. But the human mind thinks, oh, I need to, you know, get a tan. This is the time I need to go to the beach. And and so we slap on all of these these things onto our skin so that we don't get burned. Or yeah. there is a profound humor in that. <laughs> For the first thing is is this, right? Like you said, the the animals are are simply they're connected to this process. They don't have this human mind that's deeply Just narcissistic on some level. Tell them what to do, right? Yeah. Okay, and they go into the shade. We go out into the sun, right? And we sort of lap it up and we're trying to change and alter our, our skin complexion so that it fits a model of social ex, um, expectation. But we use uh, sunscreen to protect us. The reason why we come to that conclusion is because we know that the sun's hot, but we don't go, maybe this is not the best time to go out in the sun. Well, that's sun. the masculine way, right? <laughs> so you go against that. And that is something that we, and, and we wear sunglasses and sunglasses like tricks your your eyes to believe in that your body is in darkness yes yes so it doesn't create the natural protection that your your body would like yeah. the, the body is quite intelligent mm -hmm. and if we listen to it more which is part of that disconnection right so it's the listening to the natural intelligence of our bodies and trust in that and it's not always possible no. like our kids go to preschool and they're out during the day in the sun so you know, they, they need to be covered up and, and all of that because they will burn. Yep. And that's how we've built society. Yep. So that is part of it. And it doesn't mean that you can't do all of this. It's just, just an example of yes. seeing how we are disconnected and how the solutions that we create are based in that disconnection and that they cause, they violate natural law because mm -hmm. they're not connected. They're not rooted in that. Yes. So a lot of the things that we are doing scientifically are violations of natural law. Mm -hmm. And we, there are repercussions of that. That's right. And then we are living, you know, with those repercussions and, and then creating new scientific advancements to fix those problems <laughs> and the next and the next and the next. And really you need to get to the root cause and the root cause is the values. Yes completely and they're not based in that connection so we say spiritual but it can be deeper meaning connection yeah. to nature you know if you you can be well, an atheist and still have these this these deep values. connection and this connection to nature and this understanding that we are biologically we're connected to the earth we're not separate from it mm -hmm. our awareness is like self-reflective so our awareness can be partially separate from it at the same time as it's in it Mm -hmm. So when we, we, we are able to observe ourselves, but we are not our minds. It, uh, it's true completely. And another one of those moments where you just need to sit with the depth of that experience because it, it reveals so much about how we interact with our day-to-day -day activities. And then when we come to that type of understanding or that type of truth, we realize the gap. Yeah. Right. And, and so Uranus and Taurus suggests to us the potential of taking a leap from what is comfortably known mm -hmm. as the values that we hold within our energy field that we support and allowing those to, in a sense, become the choices that we make. And then that becomes our routine every single day.
Mm. So it's going to radically shift that. But some of those radical shifts might not come through our choice. They will come through necessity. necessity and then, oh, okay, this is what's happening. Now, yeah. another thing that I that I wanted to also highlight is I said earlier about um, kind of living in a world where the societal construct with the values are different to maybe your individual ideas and, and you finding yourself interacting with the society mm -hmm. that makes it difficult to kind of really enhance your own or be individual. Mm -hmm. And one of those examples was, like you said, you know, they go to the daycare and they are out. That is their choice. Um, as in the, the school's choice to do these things. And so we do have to put sunscreen on the kids um, in order to protect them from the sun during yeah. those times. Yeah, we, we are, it's not like we need to eradicate science and, yes. and completely go into this, you know, completely back to nature because we are yeah. evolving <laughs> after all. So there is, there's just been a disconnect. So it's like we've gone, we, first we lived in this matriarchal kind of, way where we were completely connected to nature and we only lived within the natural cycles we didn't try to advance ourselves you know if it took three hours every day to walk to fetch water <laughs> then we would do that we wouldn't try to like innovate yeah. that yeah. it would be like more of just a connection to nature we weren't trying to get anywhere we were just trying to be we were just being where we were mm. right and then there's this shift into these like more masculine sense of you know values where it's all about, it becomes more about advancements, how we can advance ourselves, how we can get ahead, how mm -hmm. we can get faster, bigger, you know, and, and it's evolved us radically, mm -hmm. right? And now what we need is like an integration. Sure. We need to like rekindle and bring, bring in these, these feminine values. Yes. And that's why it's we're saying about this the feminine, the rise of the feminine, which I'm sure you've you've heard about. And it's not about women and feminism. It's about the values and the connection to the natural Thank cycles. Thank you. I mean, when we live these lives where we like we're born, and then we live this this timeline that's straight, right? And then we die. Then, then our life becomes isolated from the whole. Yes. And our experience of that is deeply like separate, like we are deeply alone within ourselves and the, it like perpetuates this chase, this like this hunger for, for experience, like trying to find that thing. And we can like just keep chasing things, Love it. you know, these external satisfaction that we can get. Mm-hmm. And then, and then our life ends and it's always about the drive. It's about tomorrow. It's about, you know, yeah. what I'm going to save up for, what I'm going to do then. It's never about like the here and now, mm -hmm. which you notice in it's becoming more, you know, mindfulness and Eastern philosophy. And there's this, this integration of this like more mindful approach and being present. And that's that feminine. Exactly. Um, it's like the feminine guiding principles that are inherent in this world but it doesn't seem inherent or it doesn't seem innate because we don't access it as a or cultivate it as a as a natural behavior pattern and again the values can easily isolate those um sort of principles if the values don't encompass that as or validate it yeah right? we need to there needs to be balance it's mm. just all about balance exactly. and we haven't lived like the matriarchal um lifetime didn't have balance either mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So we, we are, it's like it was a part of our evolutionary progression. So we, we like experience one side of it and then we experience the other side. Now there's like this integration point and this is where we are and we're needing to really like, so the masculine or men are bringing in more of that feminine, you know, it's okay to be sensitive. Mm. They need to like, um, more of a connection to the home and their feminine side and, mm. and more of an integration of those aspects of themselves, those values. Yeah. And, and for women, there is an integration, you know, we're all finding that balance within ourselves, whether we're male or female, it doesn't really matter. It's just that there is a balance that's taking place and it's not based in the definitions that it has been before. So as yeah. Pluto goes through Capricorn, the definitions are breaking down and then we're trying to connect to our inner sense of who we are beautiful point and it's I making mean, room for it right it's in a way when you break down these these structures yeah then there's room to like expand and explore what is there yeah absolutely 100 and you know uh yesterday uh, which was the 22nd of april um the sun conjuncted uranus mm. right and i also find it really significant as well that jupiter's retrograde in sagittarius and it's squaring uh, so jupiter retrograde squaring uh neptune. pisces neptune and sagittarius and pisces as an archetype in this natural zodiac that we talk about there's a 90 degree sort of angle between these two signs and so it suggests to us a kind of tension between um our sort of higher philosophical principles and deeper truths that are that actually encompass the totality of it it's 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 void of ego um, driven attachments. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we tend to struggle between f like finding the, the clarity of truth that is simple in its essence and very still versus the ideologies that we have based on what we think is correct and not correct. Right. Mm -hmm. And what I love about this, this symbolism at the moment as the sun conjuncts Uranus and, you know, Jupiter is, is screwing the Neptune is it's pushing the, the narrative of, that the road to sustainability in, and, and when I say sustainability, I don't mean it in the context of here's a house with all these types of things. Now I need to sustain that. So I've got to go out there and action, you know, and, and sustain it. I mean, sustainability in terms of a, a more of a deeper, it's like a cultivation or a remembrance of, um, human wisdom that lies deep within our DNA that's ancestral that reminds us of a sort of deeper human story that unfolds through civilizations. Okay. So the, the magnitude of what I'm actually talking about here is that when, when I talk about the disconnect or I talk about the, 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 the separation in this sense, to me, what it symbolizes is coming into the world and the immediate practices or the immediate um, values that a child has when it comes into the world is rooted in a completely different way in which we approach it right now. Okay. It's that the mother and father begins to see the child as something that is a, a kind of deep spiritual turning point in their life. They realize that there is karma here. They realize that they begin working with their karma in this process, that their values are rooted in seeing the child, as you beautifully said it yesterday, as a reflection of 
parts of you that clearly want to be worked out. And it's, it's strung across different timelines. I mean, that's how I, you know, perceive myself, my daughter and, and my dad's story. And, you know, we've mm. really looked at this intensely and gone, the symbolism seems to be very uh, clear here. And I remember when, when Scala goes through certain uh, um, experiences, I can feel like inside of myself, the kind of churning emotionally as well there's like an invisible cord cord, yeah exactly and those kind of values coming back into our cultural civilization where we see the human story as not something that's isolated yeah which is what you were pointing to Mm -hmm. with this linearness it's not about this linearness at all it's deeply cyclical we carry profound stories of human experiences that Mm -hmm. the memory in this amnesia really really uh you know, it's, it's, it's huge. And I think that for the mind at this point in time to truly grasp this is, I think, very overwhelming anyway. So, and that just in itself points to the fact that. <laughs> well, you, you were know. talking earlier about the loss of faith and that comes in here with that, like where our, our own separation for this, like, do you believe in religion? Do you believe in God or not? Like, are you spiritual or not? And that question is rooted in an externalization of what that is. Yes. So are you, you know, are you spiritual or are you religious or do you believe in this? All of these beliefs are rooted in an externalization and therefore it's like you, something you can believe is there or not. Whereas when we're connected to ourselves, there's nothing to believe. It's a knowing. Yeah. It's something that is, is known. Mm-hmm. And when we come home to ourselves, as we come home to ourselves, we don't need to question it. It's not something like the, the questions that we have or the way we approach things come from our connection to that knowing. Yes. And they don't, they're not rooted in a, what we are being told to do or what we are, you know, we don't need that. We don't need this list of of rights and wrongs and you know this is how to live your life because we are ultimately like it's innate we are connected yes. to that through our values in connection yes so this this where your honest is right now it's really emphasizing these this connection or disconnection so it's, yes. it's both sides of it right we live in a dualistic universe so it's it's or world so we've got this this um you know, it can be the nourishment that we are creating, how we nourish ourselves and others, or it can be the disconnect. Yes. The, the way that we are starving. Mm-hmm. So the awareness of where we are starving, where we are hungry wow. for connection. Wow. That's cool. I like that. Like, oh, I love that. That's right? really cool. Some super practical sort of everyday awareness. I remember there's this... Um, uh, like this story or it was like a this thing about there was people in heaven and people in, in hell you know basically and the ones in hell were all starving right and they're all sitting at these around this table with these long spoons that can't reach their bowls and they're not able to to eat because their spoons are so long that they can't reach their mouths. And then there's the people in heaven and they're all well fed, but they're in the same situation. And the difference was that they were feeding each other. They were not just trying to feed themselves and starving. Wow. And that is where we are today. Like we are literally, we're starving and we're trying to feed ourselves and we're like trying to, 
and and we're not able to feed ourselves and we're like grabbing onto that and that's that Taurus lesson right where yes. we're just like oh I'm starving I need to survive I don't have time to help anyone else I need to survive myself yes and that's a very real feeling wow but if we turn it around and it's like what do I have to offer the world and I remember we mm. spoke about this in the Pluto in through Capricorn podcast our last one where we're saying like instead of looking at what can I get from the world what I need from the world what I need from life what I need from others you turn it around and go what do I have to offer what is my gift mm -hmm. to the world mm -hmm. what brings me immense joy every time I share it mm -hmm. what would I do for free what would I do just for the love of doing it? That's yeah. abundance, right? That is what we bring to the world. That is what we offer. That's how we feed others. Yes. And that's how we in turn get fed ourselves and yeah. that connection. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And, and I, I can't, it, I think it's really, really important to sit with that over there and really like digest the practicality of this, of that teaching, because it, it really points to not only that inherently within Taurus, the first degrees of Taurus, we are surviving. So our attention is immediate on us. But as mm -hmm. you get to the later sort of higher spiritual principles of philosophical principles and depth of the Taurus archetype, it realizes that through an interaction, Scorpio, of shared resources, you know, you're able to actually digest food through the other by sharing and giving. And it's innate. It's yeah. like... Giving, giving creates receiving. It's the yeah. same thing. Like when mm. you give, you you naturally receive. It's it's just such a. And that's where I think, the the potential for this Uranus and Taurus really is pointing to, as we kind of move through this period of time, which, of course, is going to bring through its own challenges because we're going to be met with, the. Uh, framework of the old paradigm mm. and that's where you're really going to understand this teaching that in the depth is where you're going to watch people's psychology meet the scarcity in themselves and yeah. then go i need to feed myself versus missing the opportunity to um co-create as an example i mean yeah. we had that recently um you know actually a while ago where we were just looking at a situation going this was a perfect opportunity for um to expand something uh when we're working with somebody and um yeah and it's like that when the mentality is is there and uh, when the mentality is based in scarcity it is it does create this isolation yeah. from everyone else because it becomes this i need to focus on my survival like yeah. i need to to like just try to feed myself right now because this is my fundamental need this and we're wired to do this Mm, mm, that's right you know no animals gonna go okay i'm you know animals if you look at them it's based in survival and if we look to nature animals aren't gonna go and like feed another you know focus on what they can do for another if they're hungry they're yes. gonna like fight off you know anyone that gets near their food so we just look at that as survival we have this survival instinct but we are we have, are evolving beyond that. Mm -hmm. We are more than that. We are self-reflected consciousness. We yes. are awareness. And a lot of what we bring to the world is just more... Of that. Expansive, just, yeah. yeah. I think that's a, you know, just to kind of sort of slow down and, and um, uh, you know, kind of bring the conversation back to a full circle in, 
in what you were sharing was that the, the principle of purpose is something that we chase outside of ourselves because of the disconnect. And then that leads us to, you know, aligning with things that may or may not actually resonate with us. Mm -hmm. And it's very few people that will actually align with something that they resonate with. But then when you ask them deeper questions about their experience, there's an emptiness there. And that's because of the cycle of I'm doing it to survive. But when you actually spend time cultivating depth awareness of yourself through the self-reflected consciousness and you begin to realize that this origin of your own destiny is already coded into you. It's mm -hmm. part of your DNA. You just have to, it is about an inner exploration and following that sense of purpose or, or, or joy. That's the question. What, what aligns you to saying, yes, this is what I want to do or talk about as an example. When that comes alive in you, you can feel your creativity. You can feel the upliftment. Mm -hmm. And it's in that place that we want to, begin cultivating a way of being mm. and values that gives. And so therefore other people digest that. So they go, wow, this is amazing. And in some way it gives back. Yeah. And it's not just giving like, Materially. you know, there, there is a certain intelligence to how we give and connect. So it's not just a, a just giving for the sake of giving. That yeah. isn't it. This is giving for, for, from the joy or sharing from yeah. the joy of sharing it's more of a like an expanding yourself out of the the pure like love that's enjoyed that's coming from what yeah. that is Absolutely. within you it's not about you know th this this idea of how we have to to give because right. that can also be misinterpreted well right? like to to make that to 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 make it even sharper the difference between you know, the, the, the place of joy, joyful giving is that the vibration of the energy, not only in yourself is a deep trust. Um, it's a recognition and acknowledgement of, of a, a state of being in which you really trust that whatever it is that you're providing on some level is, is coming from a place of, I'm not expecting anything back. Yeah. It's, it's a deep trust. And that resonance in itself is different to the one where I'm doing this Okay, I'm going to give it because you told me I've got to do this and now I'm going to try and get back. It's still saying I'm scarce in myself. Yeah, exactly. And it's the vibration we put out That's then. Right. And it is, we, it, it's all about vibration. Mm. This is all about, and, and, and you can't, it's not like to guilt or shame, you know, if you're not feeling abundant in your life, like to, to think that it's, you know, like the law of attraction that can be really distorted. <laughs> Yes. And and can cause a lot of damage to people's psychology because we have different karmic experiences and, and um, storylines. Yeah. And it's not about being abundant, being rich and making loads of money. It's not about that. It's about having what we need. Yes. To transmute what the storyline is yeah. about. You have just what you need for your story and it's individual. Mm -hmm. So whatever that is, mm -hmm. you, you have just enough for that. Yep. And, and it can true. be minute. I mean, the way we started uh, raising vibrations as <laughs> an example was just like, just borrowed a computer, you know, and that was available at that point. Someone yep. was like, oh, here, you can borrow my laptop. That's right. That's and great. and we, we didn't really have anything at that point, but mm. we were happy and abundant beyond anything because we had... We had astrology. Yes, we had, the, we <laughs> we had, had EA. Yeah. We we spent our last pennies on on getting like astrology books and, and 
Jeffrey's courses and yeah, it was, but it was amazing. It was an amazing time. And I was talking to you yesterday about um, Uranus, wherever it sits in our chart, there's this kind of memory field and um, the middle one has got Uranus in the second house and she came in to that time where everything was new phase Aries energy in the second house and she was born during that time and kind of holds those values of that moment where there was from a financial perspective scarcity but from a kind of like deep sense of inner being and and just existence and joy it was abundant completely and And what looked like scarcity on the outside felt like absolute abundance yes completely (laughs) because we we had each other we had uh, our passion we had you know just the things that we needed and and somehow we just had enough to put food on the table and just you know get by and we didn't need anything else that was it we just didn't need anything well and we spent all of our time just studying and exploring and you know (laughs) doing that and and that was exactly what we needed whereas if we'd have had imagine we would have had lots more money at that point in time maybe we would have gone traveling or something yeah maybe we wouldn't have raising vibrations right now because we wouldn't have spent all of our time studying and immersed in this like thing maybe we would have been traveling the world and doing something completely different yeah so that's just how it's we had just enough yes just yes. enough for what we needed it's cool because the manifestation of this over here and what we share and what we feel passionate about is a result of all of that investing into ourselves at just, the time that we knew we wanted to give out yeah and we just shared it because yeah. it was so much fun we yeah. just loved it so much and that's <laughs> what we're doing now we just love this so much that we just want to share it and we're like we want to share that passion that we feel for this mm-hmm. and how it has supported us and how we see the changes in the world because they're yeah. not easy like we are living in some really hard times and we're heading into some really dark times yep. <laughs> if you look at the way it could be defined by the outer world mm. right it's some, it's some dark times but what is born in that if you look back at the history like look at the dark ages yes there were like our definition of the dark ages was that it was terrible it was horrific but there were like great advancements happening during the dark ages if you actually go in and study it it is completely different to like our perception of what the dark ages were about if you go into like the actual reality of what was going on there because there were these small communities that were building you know built and within them there was a great amount of expansion yeah so there's just yeah there's so much there's so lots. much happening well i hope that that uh you know provided you with something of value i'm, I'm sure that uh, on in some level there were some things that were shared that uh, could be sort of insightful or and then it fed you you know that this time fed you <laughs> essentially you and supported <laughs> you because we're, we're you know as you head into this transit mm-hmm. it might not be easy but you if you come back to these things guiding principles yeah exactly and connect to that that's right and And hopefully it will support you yeah because that's right um i mean if you would like to to see uh other work that we do or you know the work that we do as well we do actually have a patreon page and if you feel inspired or you know um interested in in the work that we do as well you can always go and uh, check us out on our patreon page yeah. and 
in the description will be a link to to how to find us there okay yeah and we were actually i mean as we are now ourselves like focusing more of our attention on where we can like put our energy to yeah. with this taurus energy we are actually like feeling a strong drive to connect more in through that forum of yeah. patron so that is like where we our intention at least is to put to have that as the central hub central hub, yeah for our work where everything you know th they stay up to date basically and patreon stays up to date on everything and mm. everything gets shared to that forum and then what we do is have sporadic meetings and go in and connect with people like we can just open up a zoom meeting and <laughs> say hi let's let's chat yeah. and and you can connect with us and ask questions and yeah. we're in the discussions and everything so that's like a really nice place um yes yeah we really would like to see that place nourished and yeah to grow exactly it's yeah. definitely um something that we feel like i said is a concentration place and then mm. from there everything spans out it gives us an opportunity to be very efficient with our energy at the same time so that we can expand like give exactly more. and we'll still be sharing to all to, yeah. you know to youtube and everything as well mm. and uh, courses and everything so there are many different ways to connect with us it's just that that would be the place where it's the most personal the most yeah. intimate connection with us yeah cool all, all right. right well thanks very much uh, everybody for listening to us hope you have a fantastic day and uh, take care bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.